What a performance by the Utah Utes. How were they able to get a dominant win over the Wildcats? We're talking about it on today's show. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Appreciate all of you who have liked and subscribed to our show on YouTube. We're nearing 600 subscribers, so your report means the absolute world to us here at Lockdown Utes, so thank you very much. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. That's LinkedIn.com slash College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern in Inside the University of Utah Athletic Department, and we're going to be talking about and breaking down what was an incredible team performance yesterday from the Utah Utes on today's show. And in order to help us do that, it's friend of the show, Dante Guardi, joining me now on the pod. And Dante, just general, starting with general thoughts, I, this was just such a fun game because, yes, Arizona was able to move the ball and there was some leaky stuff defensively, but pretty much after that first quarter, Utah just took command of it. It was so much fun to watch this team really get a dominant team performance where you're able to get after the quarterback. You're able to hold up well in coverage. You're able to do a really good job in run blocking and even in pass protection. I mean, there was one sack, but one sack over the course of a game is not a bad thing. Um, guys creating separation on the outside. Devon Vele was obviously very strong for the Utes. So special teams, you get the turnover. I, I said in the press box as soon as the guy, I had no idea why he tried to catch that punt as soon as he was kind of moving backwards, but Hey, cap credit for the Utes to capitalizing. So just a fun performance that led to the dominant 45 to 20 win. Yeah. The number one thing is definitely the secondary. They played lights out, especially the cornerbacks. They weren't really targeting Clark. They, I believe they targeted him three times and they only got eight yards out of those three. Zamaya Vaughn was targeted five times, only allowed one pat one catch for eight yards, have three, four, Three pass breakups, so a really good performance by him. Definitely his best performance as a U. I mean, just an all-around great game from the secondary and the offense. The running attack finally hit its stride, 314 yards on the ground, averaging almost six yards per carry. Jaquindon and Jalen Glover both averaging more than seven and a half yards per carry. Uh, Jaquindon had that one really amazing run that he almost hit the end zone on, didn't quite get there, but still made some really fantastic moves. Um, just an awesome team performance all around. Running attack was there. Coverage was there. And that's a really good Arizona passing attack. You know, they were number three in the nation in passing yards per game heading into that game. And their wide receivers were pretty much non-factors throughout the entire entirety of the game. And Utah really came to play. Yeah, as you mentioned, just that it is an explosive offense and those receivers have more combined yards, the Wildcats won, than the USC Trojans receivers to this point, which was definitely a number that caught me off guard. And yeah, you just saw that Utah secondary go to work. And that was my first takeaway from this game is that this secondary is absolutely elite. Just an incredible performance, as you talked about. No RJ Hubert in the first half, no problem. Clayton Isabel ended up leading this team in tackles, doing a good job of stepping up. He had seven total tackles overall, also doing a good job in coverage. You mentioned of Maya Vaughn, three pass breakups. JT Broughton also doing a great job being physical on the outside. Great to see him coming with a nice corner blitz too. Great call by Morgan Scally, who was incredible in all the aspects of game planning. This one out was what dominant performance. But yeah, all those guys. Maya Vaughn. How about Matalele early in the game? Two huge pass breakups that really kind of set the stage and just the tone for what the rest of this day would be. So this was a huge test for this Utah defense, and they absolutely shined against a really good Arizona passing attack led by Jaden Delora. This, and you mentioned the numbers. This 
they came into this game averaging 340 passing yards per game. That number's down to 328 just because of how good Utah was defensively. I mean, only held them to 231 overall. And even a lot of those came late in the game in garbage time. The last like five minutes of this game were just the definition of garbage time, too. They get the final, those 10 points at the very end. This was very much so more of a 45 to 20 win. If you want to say the last touchdown by Charlie Vincent is garbage time, that's totally fine by me. But either way, it was a dominant win by the Utes. And yeah, just so impressed by that secondary, who I believe coming into this one, Utah was giving up seven yards per pass. And but it's just so hard to cover for the amounts of time. It's why I thought the Utah secondary would have more success in this game is because Utah would be able to get home quicker because that not that's not UCLA's offensive line. That's not USC's offensive line. So I trusted those guys to be able to hold up for the three to three to four seconds they would have to, and they were able to do that. But anything beyond five just gets really difficult. And so credit for Utah to be able to get home a little bit more. And even when they didn't, there were still times where Delore was able to buy time and scramble around and still had nowhere to go with the ball. So this secondary is loaded with NFL guys. And look, this front seven for the Utes is worse than last year. I believe this secondary is even better than it was last year, especially because so many of these guys were absent last year, like a J. T. Broughton, who was hurt, or guys we know were banged up because of injuries later in the season. I mean, there's a reason Mackay Bernard was out there, obviously, um, later on as the season went on. But such a great performance by this Utah DB group that I think is one of the best secondaries we've had here in a couple of years. Yeah, the one player you got to look at, in my opinion, you, obviously you got Clark and Zamaya and JT who have really came on and been serviceable, but it's Malone Mattaelli. I mean, this guy was the biggest liability on Utah's defense last year, gave up an almost perfect passer rating, gave up all those yards um, in the Rose Bowl, whereas this year, statistically, he's been the best slot corner in the Pac-12, allowing a passer rating of, I don't know what it is, but it's very low, definitely the lowest in the conference. I mean, he's just been an absolute dog uh, guarding that slot position, which has been kind of a force in the Pac-12. When you look at all these teams, you got um, obviously cowing on Arizona, like very tough outs um, for a slot corner in the Pac-12, and he's really taken a step forward and been the most underrated um, player on this team, in my opinion, him and Keaton Bills being one and two, and with yeah. um, with cornerbacks, you don't want to you don't want your name called really. I mean, if 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 you're a cornerback and you go the entire game without hearing your name, that means you probably did pretty good. And I mean, I've haven't really heard Malone Mattaelli's name a, a, a whole ton, so he's really taken a step forward and been an awesome player for this Utah secondary and is kind of the glue of that secondary. Like you know, Clark's always going to be solid, and Clark can play any position. He can guard the slot, he can play out wide. So just an all around awesome player to have with him, and then with Zemaya Vaughn. I was kind of um, uncertain with his with him heading into this game because I always knew that his ball skills were great one on one downfield like he's not a guy you want to target. But these Arizona receivers are all very speedy, all very fast. And I was kind of worried about Zemaya maybe getting lost in the sauce a little bit there. But he held his own played absolutely lights out. And I mean, Dorian Singer last week, I don't know if you watched the USC Arizona game, but he made a plethora of just ridiculous catches. And Jacob Cowing led the power five in yards after the catch. And I mean, Zemaya Vaughn had pass breakups on both of them. Like I said, only a 20% completion rate allowed. So, I mean, the secondary just really coming into its own and, and shining in a perfect time because you look at Troy Franklin, who's Oregon's best receiver, his play style is very similar to a Jacob Cowing. They're very fast, a little bit shorter, great at yards after catch. So seeing Utah be able to shut down a player like Jacob Cowling, I think it's really enticing for going forward when you have to play a player like Troy Franklin. Yeah, no, very true. It was really exciting to see. And look, there's probably, if Utah wants to win the Pac-12, they're going to see some more talented wide out. So good to see this game. Just reassure you that this, this secondary group is elite. It's the strength of this Utah defense, and they shined, as I mentioned, for a half without R.J. Hubert even, and all the credit to Clayton Isabel for doing a great job. And obviously, Cole Bishop is just one of the best players on this Utah defense. He impresses me every week. Before we move on to some of our other takeaways, I, I mentioned it a little bit, but just the job Morgan Scally did, I just thought was so impressive. And yes, the Arizona ran for 156 yards, which most of those coming early on and just 
kind of just missed tackles, just uncharacteristic mistakes from this Utah defense we haven't really seen. So after they shored that up, there was really nothing to go on from there. But just in terms of the blitzes they were coming at him with, I mentioned the Broughton blitz. We saw Barton get home and force the fumble on one of them. Uh, Vimaki, Gabri, just all these guys coming in, just creating that pressure that really threw off Jaden Delore and made him have to kind of scramble around, try to buy time. He did not have all day to sit in the pocket. So just overall, I thought this was a masterful game plan by Morgan Scali. I was really impressed. And he continues to be one of the top defensive coordinators, not just in the Pac-12, but the country. Yeah, I think we were all kind of hesitant after that UCLA game and seeing how the team would kind of come together after that. And since then, it's just been lights out performance after lights out performance. And especially yesterday, I mean, I was more confident heading into the games against uh, Washington State and not USC, obviously, but I mean, this Arizona game gave me a little bit of the creeps like heading in just like, dang, they can really score some points and they really know how to deliver the ball through the air. And I mean, Jane Delora, while he did blow that 28 to three lead in 2020 against Utah, he still had a pretty good game statistically and he was just a freshman. then, so he had a good game against Utah prior. And then now this game, I mean, he didn't look good at all, like 20 passes, I think for like only 150 something yards. That was definitely a season low. Um, had a couple of turnovers, a couple of fumbles that were some caused by Utah, some just uncharacteristic errors from the Wildcats. But overall, I mean, just a really not sophisticated game from the Wildcats kind of all over the place. And their only real chunk plays were on the ground, whereas usually it's through the air. And that was one of my, one of my three keys to victory. It's limiting those chunk plays and through the air, Utah did just that and made Jane Delora not really look like the playmaker that he had been in over the prior few games. Yeah. And the, the success that defense have had just one of the reasons the Utes were able to get this win. We're going to talk about some of the others in a moment, but first I want to talk to you guys about LinkedIn talent solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Guys, I use LinkedIn all the time to network with my friends as well as keep track of the jobs that open up and whatever fields I'm trying to enter in. And there are tons of great candidates ready to go to work today. So make sure you guys add your purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions may apply. Also, I want to talk to you guys about UCCU. Guys, we know that interest rates are on the rise and it's just something we have to deal with. So make sure you head over to UCCU because they're offering a 15th month serving certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.0%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. As I mentioned, those interest rates are going up, as you obviously have noticed. So that's why UCCU is here to help. It's a limited time offer, that 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Make sure you guys head over and cash in on it. It's a limited time offer with a UCCU certificate. You simply make one deposit and then let your money grow and grow and grow and grow with a fixed rate of return that's much higher than a standard savings account. Visit uccu.com to learn more or to get a savings certificate today. UCCU, love where you bank. Also, thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every day, but... If you're in the market for a second listen every day, we recommend you check out the Locked On Sport Locked On Sports today. For the games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So make sure you guys check out, head over and check out Locked On Sports today. So Dante, coming back into this one, next takeaway we got to talk about in this one is just what an incredible debut for Nate Johnson. I mean, look, he only ran the ball, but 
Man, did he do that incredibly well. Total of nine, total of three carries in this one. He averaged 7.7 yards per carry. His longest one was nine. So he had 23 yards in total and had two touchdowns. Just absolutely electric from Nate. And look, Coach Witt, I believe he called him the fastest player on the team in his uh, post-game press conference. And it looked like it out there. And it was amazing. He told uh, we fa- Nate told us that he found out he was going to get in the game and just kind of be involved on Monday. And look, you see why, I mean, Utah has something and some speedy quarterbacks. I mean, you look at what Jaquindon was able to do and the growth he's had at the running back position has been really incredible and a lot of fun to watch. And then just for Nate, I mean, he's obviously been doing a great job on scout team. I'm sure he's helped them prepare for, to play quarterbacks like Jane Delora, DTR, Caleb Williams, all these guys who can move it with their legs as well as do a good job just buying time in the pocket. So it was so great to see him get out there. And this was just a special performance from, look, a guy I feel is going to have a very bright future at Utah starting as soon as next year, personally. Yeah, I got to think so. I mean, he didn't show any weaknesses to his game. He showed off that flashy, that speed that he has, which was just fantastic. Two touchdown runs, hit the little Jalen Waddle in the end zone, which was cool to see. I mean, just having fun with the guys. And for a player, it was his first year within the program, being able to get on the field in a game like this is perfect. And Utah can keep using him for the final three regular season games. You know, he hasn't played at all before the Arizona game. Uh, can still be a redshirt with three more game action times so i mean the potential is through the roof with him i little tyler huntley i kind of view him as with that running ability and then that electric arm because from from what i've heard his throwing throwing ability on the run is just fantastic and that's what i thought of with tyler huntley just being able to make create plays with your legs and finishing it with your arm so awesome awesome performance by nate johnson great um career debut and i'm really looking forward to see how he does in the future I can't wait as well, and I hope we see more of the Nate Johnson package. I think it'd be fun to get him and Jaquindon out there, too. Or even if you did, let's just get completely crazy. Let's get Cam, Nate, and Jaquindon all out there. Just absolutely wild. I could, I would love to see what Coach Ludwig can draw up. And credit to Coach Ludwig as well, who just continues to get more creative. It felt like some of the criticisms early on was how conservative this offense was. And it's not just become more explosive. It's become more creative. And that's one of the things that's been really fun to watch and see. And I can only imagine some of the stuff we're going to see Nate Johnson do over the course of his Utah career with wheels like that. A guy who's only going to get bigger, stronger, and faster. And woof, look out Pac-12 defenses next year. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and we just talked about Nate Johnson and the Utah ground game. That's why I want to stay here is what a performance by the offensive line. It's allowed this team to rush for over 300 yards. Jaquindon Jackson, Jalen Glover, Tamion Thomas, when he got in, Mackay Bernard, all averaged over four yards per carry. And what's the constant in all of those? It's the offensive line being able to get movement and push up front. Look, this is not a great Wildcats front seven, but that's what you still go out there and you got to do your job. And we thought they'd do their job, but they went far and above and beyond to create holes that I could have run through, honestly, on a couple of those because, man, they were massive. Johnny Maia came in at center. Um, Paul Miley, we're not sure why he didn't play, but Johnny Maia out there, and he was lights out the entire game. Uh, the left side of the offensive line, Dante, as you pointed out, didn't give up a pressure the entire game, so we know how good Braden and Keaton Bills are, and they get it done the run game always, too. Yes, Mokafisi gave up a sack, and I believe, what was it, Dante? Two pressures, I think we said uh, before. but Yeah, two pressures and a sack. Yeah, so but outside of that in the run game, I thought he did a really good job. And look, two pre- if you give up two pressures all game long, that's still not a bad performance in my opinion because, look, you're dropping back. I lost track of how many times I didn't track it, to be honest, but that's just a lot of pass blocking reps. So two pressures isn't the end of the world to me. And then Satalo Man just continues to get comfortable at right tackle. Probably his best game in protection, and we know what a greater he is in the run game. So I was so pleased with the O-Blocks performance. I thought they were... If you're giving game balls away, as we often do on Ute Zone, I gave my game ball to the O Block because I thought they were lights out. And I'm really encouraging by the trend they're making because I think they're going to have another week to look really sharp. And then they're going to have to be lights out against a really good Oregon front seven. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the past performances from this Arizona front seven. I mean, they gave up over 280 yards to both Cal and North Dakota State. So whereas this performance, it was great to see. I'm not like ready to say that the rushing attack is where we want it to be. I think it was a great building block. And the offensive line obviously looked really good. All the running backs were doing their thing as well. So I think this is a great confidence booster for both the offensive line, the coaching staff, for the running backs, for everyone involved in the rushing attack. I think it's a great thing to build off of. And you look at next week, I mean, we saw what Utah did to Stanford on the ground last season. And you got to think that we're going to have a similar outcome next Saturday. And then with that being said, then you got Oregon the next week. And that's a team that you're really going to have to bring your A game against. So while I'm not ready to say that Utah's rushing attack is like fully back or it's going to be really potent, I think it's really encouraging just to see that upward trajectory, like you pointed out, that great trend that we're seeing within the offensive line and the running backs because obviously they're all averaging over four yards per carry and then you got Jaquinnon averaging uh, I think it was 7.5 and Jalen Glover averaging 8.6 so I mean just everyone chipping in doing their part and kind of making up what we kind of expected it to be whereas earlier in the year we were probably all saying oh Tavion's going to be the bell cow and now it's kind of everyone chipping in and it's much more of a team effort much more of a committee which is I think is really cool to see and it's only going to keep on growing as we move forward with the rest of the season. Yeah, as you mentioned, I don't feel as good about the offensive line as I did last year's group at this point in the season, but definitely getting in a step in the right direction and a chance to be hitting their stride and playing at their best in what could be a critical stretch for the Utes against Oregon. And well, I mean, every game is a must win, as we know, for this Utah team. So basically every game is critical, but I expect them to have another strong performance against Stanford, as you discussed there. But Dante, those are my three biggest takeaways. Was there another one or anything else that we didn't talk about yet that you thought was really important in this Utah performance? Um, not necessarily. I, the one thing that I've, that stuck out to me or the one player that really stuck out to me aside from the guys we've already mentioned was Jonah Ellis. I mean, we're looking at a player who in the first, over the first or every week until USC, he never recorded more than two pressures in a game. I think it was two in the first one. And then it was like one, 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 one. Whereas over the last three games, I mean, it's been pretty ridiculous. The pass rushing production from Jonah Ellis. I mean, the USC game had six pressures and a sack Washington state, three pressures last night against Arizona, four pressures and a sack. I mean, just consistent performances and it's really great to see because he is truly a great talent I mean that speed is off the edge is just unreal and it's a really good compliment to the other guys that Utah has that are much more fundamental and much more um, powerful I guess you could say like Van Fillinger or a uh, gay breed so I thought Jonah's progression through the season has been absolutely phenomenal to see and it's really encouraging as we hit the home stretch because it has been Utah's pass rush that has been kind of the lackluster part of the defense and with Jonah Ellis keep on keep keeping on improving and proving that he can play at a high level I think it's really awesome to see I mean that's uh 13 pressures over the last three weeks and two sacks, which is just awesome. It really is. And it's so encouraging to see just the continued growth and progression of this Utah pass rush as they obviously got better during the bye. And it's going to have something they're going to be able to continue to show because I mentioned what a test the offensive line is going to have, but it's another world of a test they're going to have when they take on that, the Utah defensive line against that Oregon offensive line. But Ooh, we still got a couple weeks till that one comes up and definitely yeah. a step in the right direction for this group. We're going to give out some game balls in a moment, but first I want to talk to you guys about bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for, for betting football and the start of a new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis. Every game as always bet online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute score updates from every sport out there guys. MLB may have just wrapped up, but guess what we got coming up? College basketball. Of course, NBA and NHL seasons well underway. There's daily action for you guys to get after and get in on all of the awesome betting lines at Bet Online. Also, of course, hey, football's still going strong. How about all the action we've had in the NFL? And, man, what a wild Saturday we saw in college football. So, always fun. Make sure you guys stick with us later in the week, too. We'll have our best big game bets where – 
we're a little hot right now because we did call the Notre Dame one. So make sure you guys stick around for that later in the week. It should be fun. And either way, it just makes the games extra fun whenever you can get in on the action. And there's no better place to do that than at Bet Online because Bet Online is where the game starts. So make sure you guys head over to Bet Online and check out their stuff today. All righty, time to give out some game balls in this one. Um, for my first one, I'm going to go with Johnny Maia. I think coming in at center, I was really impressed um, with him. And then the next two also, I think, really special. Uh, Tavion Thomas coming out there. And you know what else is really evident to me is that he was just willing. He realized that, hey, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get out on the field, which takes a lot of humility from a guy who obviously was not on special teams at all last year. He was a star for this Utah team and then had to accept that, hey, I need to do things. I'm sure throughout the week he was on scout team because he's buried on the running back depth chart right now. So he recognized, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back on this Utah team and go where I'm provided. And you saw him make a huge tackle on kickoff, and he was fired up about it. You saw him in on punt a couple, pump block a couple times trying to get back there and create a little chaos. And then when his number was called because Jalen went down, Andrew Quinton went down, he was ready and had some tough runs that were just fun to see him back out there and doing his thing. And uh, I'll have a couple other game balls in a second. But my last one, I want to give a special one to all of you Utah fans who stuck out for that game in that weather. Those were absolutely miserable conditions to watch a football game in. So all the credit in the world to everyone who sat out there um, in their ponchos or just however you were also able to stay warm, um, even if you didn't even stay till the end of the game. Just credit for you guys for showing up in those conditions, making for a loud atmosphere that still threw off this Arizona unit. And just every time I'm up there in the press box, I just always can't wait to get up to a Utah game day because the atmosphere is so special. So all the credit in the world to you guys and a thousand, however many thousands of fans were there. I know it was a sellout, but like however many 50,000 fans uh, were out there, all the game balls to you guys as well, because that was tough to sit through in terms of weather wise. <laughs> yeah. So I touched on Jonah Ellis a couple minutes ago, but I'll shift back to Zemaya Vaughn. I mean, that yeah. performance was just absolutely phenomenal because you look at the game plan for Arizona, they weren't targeting Clark Phillips early. They probably weren't planning on targeting him much throughout the game. So it comes down to how do the other guys play? And Zemaya Vaughn brought his A game, was targeted five times, only allowed one catch, had three pass breakups in there as well. So just an all-around fantastic game by him, setting the tone too as well because a lot of those pass breakups were early. And I think you got to imagine JT on the other side of the field kind of looking at him and being like, dang, he's really coming to play today. Like I got to bring my swagger as well. And they both played fantastic. So credit to Zemaya Vaughn for setting the tone for Utah secondary and also just making a huge impact and halting that prolific Arizona passing attack. And then also Jonah Ellis, I already touched on it, but 13 pressures over the last three weeks as well as two sacks, four pressures and a sack last night, just fantastic coming off the edge. And he's been really very, he's been very um, helpful against these dual threat quarterbacks because of how great his speed is off the edge. He's able, able to contain, able to close that space between the quarterback and the line and the sideline. So, I mean, just credit to him for stepping up his game and being that, guy for Utah's pass rush over the last three weeks because it definitely has not gone unnoticed. Yeah, and I think a couple more guys I want to throw in there. Um, one of the underrated ones because he didn't – I don't – maybe he caught one pass in the second half, but uh, Devon Vele, 5 for 57. Cam struggled for a lot of this game. Um, he got better kind of in the middle, and then even in the, um, the third and the fourth a little bit had a couple throws where you're just like, ah, you normally hit that, so you could tell whether it was the weather or still being hobbled by the knee. I mean, he obviously didn't really rush at all. He had two two carries they credit him for for a negative seven yards, and um, when he did scramble a couple times, just didn't look as natural for him, so you could tell he's still resting that knee a little bit, and hopefully Utah can get out to a big lead against Stanford, and he doesn't have to take uh, many hits in that one coming up, but 
Um, I thought Devon Bailey was great at getting open, creating some separation. And um, yes, the Wildcats defense isn't great, but their number one corner is uh, not, is not bad. And Bailey was able to get open on him numerous times. Jalen Dixon, his four for 34 yards were, were also big gains in this one. He's such a weapon for this team. It's just so much fun to see the different ways they're able to utilize him. Uh, Jaquindon Jackson and Jalen Glover also get some. Um, Coach Witt just spoke to how Jaquindon just was always a natural runner, but it's just exciting to see, you know, kind of how his vision and the way he's been able to kind of grow at the position and be such a strong running back for this Utah team now that is arguably their top running back at the moment. Him and Jalen fighting for it. It's totally flipped on the season, which is just a just really crazy turnaround when you uh, look at it in regards for that. And I love that you touched on the secondary because I would give everyone in the secondary a game ball for for this one. But in terms of game balls, do we miss anyone, Dante? I don't think so. I think we hit, we hit them all. I mean, a lot of game balls for a lot of different positions who all played great. So that was good to see. And that's what happens when you beat a team 45 to 20. So the Utes get it done and now have another opportunity to get better during practice and sharpen up their skills against Stanford and with the Cardinal coming to town. And what is already the last home game of Utah's football season? Man, football always flies by. It's absolutely crazy. And But we still got at least three more games yet. But something gives me a feeling we're going to have four, especially if this Utah team continues to play the way they are. And. For those of you who don't understand what I'm talking about, I'm also I'm not including the bowl game in that. I'm talking about four weeks of Utah football coming up. So make sure you guys stick here at Locked On Utes the rest of the week. We'll have tons of fun content breaking down the Arizona game a little bit more. We'll do a tape breakdown tomorrow with Brian Brown. And also going into later in the week, we'll be talking more about that matchup with Stanford and what the Utes could do as they try to continue to shore up a few things on their roster. Dante, I always appreciate you joining us. If you guys are looking for a great follow on Twitter, make sure you head over and follow Dante at Dante Guardi on Twitter today. Appreciate you guys also following me and our show account on Twitter as well. And if you're in the market for a second listen every day, once again, I want to suggest you guys check out Locked On Sports Today for the games that matter the most. The biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate you guys joining us. Have a great Monday and go use.